drives into the driveway of the home he was called to, waits a couple of minutes for the customer to arrive. Customer comes out, walks toward the cab, gets in the back seat, and then all hell breaks loose. That cabbie is Terry Duffield, and he joins me. Terry, it's good to have you. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm okay. Can I start off by asking him, how are you doing? Uh, as I tell everybody, I really don't know how to answer that question, but I guess the best I can be doing at this point. Okay. Um, so, I mean, I, I took the story to where this guy gets into the cab, and then what happened after that? Uh, after the gentleman gets in the cab, um, he gets in the cab, and uh, as always, I, we always ask, where are you going? I already knew he was going to London, but I did not know he was going to the Galleria. After I asked him where we're going, he, he replied, London. I said, whereabouts exactly? He said, Galleria downtown. I responded, Dundas and Wellington. He said, yes. I said, okay. I said, well, we charge money up front for all long-distance fares. He was able to reach in his pocket, grab me the fare. I put the money in my money pouch, um, started the car, and as I proceeded in reverse, um, that's when I heard somebody yell, stop. So I put the car in park because I thought it was some old guy walking his dog or something because I was not aware of any situation of any kind. And as I'm looking in the rearview mirror, that's when I see all kinds of cops with their guns drawn on my vehicle. And um, at that point, I kind of said to myself, uh, it's the cops. But I didn't know why the cops were surrounding my vehicle. And I figured if they're coming to talk to him, I'm going to grab my cigarettes and get out of the cab and have a cigarette while they're doing what they got to do. So as I leaned over my shoulder, I said, I think they're, they're here to talk to you. I leaned down behind that bench seat to grab those cigarettes, and that's when the bomb went off. Wow. Now, can was, you, can, Terry, can you, I'm, you know, none of us have ever been around a bomb, I don't think, except if there's somebody listening to the radio right now who's been in combat. I mean, what is that like to have a bomb go off right next to you? Oh, it is not the most pleasant thing, let me tell you. It was one huge boom, and then there was nothing but white smoke and what I consider ash kind of floating around in the car, and I was kind of turtled on the front seat, freaking out, shaking. I was terrified because I thought the cops were going to shoot me, thinking that I was part of this. So after the smoke had cleared, that's when I... The whole time I'm actually laying on the seat, I'm yelling, I'm just the driver, I'm just the driver. I must have yelled it 20 times. Um, after the smoke cleared, they were yelling, hands up, hand, like hands out, hands out. So I put my hands out. And that's when I finally got out of the cab and like did a nosedive basically right then and there, spread eagle in the dirt so they wouldn't think that I had anything to do with it. And as I was laying there, that's when I heard an officer um, respond. He's still twitching. I heard four or five more shots. Then there was complete silence. Then at that point, the officers told me to stay low, come down the driveway over to where they were, and they escorted me around a vehicle. And another officer then brought me over to the EMT where they looked at my arm where it was all cut yeah. up and scraped. What, yeah. was, what was going through your mind? I mean, I have to imagine your heart was pounding so hard it must have felt like it was about to come out of your chest. But what were you thinking? I actually wasn't thinking much. I was thinking how, like... Why didn't anybody warn me? Why didn't anybody stop me? And, like, at no time did I see any undercovers. I didn't see any SWAT tactical units. Nothing to say that there was anything odd on that day. And then when I backed out, there was all kinds of cops everywhere. But Buddy was already in my cab. Yeah. Do you, do you kind of feel like you were hung out to dry then? Oh, I was hung out to dry like there's no tomorrow. No officer out of four agencies 
tried even attempting to divert. Like even when I was sitting in the driveway for five minutes, I did some paperwork waiting for this guy. And nobody came up, like tapped on the car and said, you know, get out of here. Nobody tried signaling me, like, get out of the car. You're in danger. Like, absolutely nothing. We're talking with Terry Duffield. He's a cab driver in Strathroy, Ontario. He's the guy who got the call to go to the home of Aaron Driver. Aaron Driver was planning on a terrorist attack, but ended up blowing himself up in the back seat. Uh, what are your feelings toward Aaron Driver, the guy who did this? Um, Actually, uh, he had his own... I wish it wasn't me being the cabbie that day. Um, he had his own plan on what he was going to do. I don't believe in what he was going to do. A lot of people are mentally deranged i guess in that aspect but i'm more mad because the cops did absolutely nothing to protect my life when they already had previous video from aaron on that was viral that was sent to the fbi and then that uh, was sent to the rcmp and the rcmp was the unit that kind of coordinated that whole thing that went on that day and i had a police interview where they questioned me and on that video, I asked, I told them, I said, okay, you guys have all your questions done. Now I have a question for you. Why was my life not protected? And I had a pause. I heard a don't know. And then I heard it was still under investigation. That was 48 hours later. The cops still couldn't tell me why my life was not taken into consideration. I understand, Terry, that you, you've, you haven't been able to get back behind the wheel. No, I went to, uh, that happened on the Wednesday afternoon. I, my boss gave me the Thursday off. I went back to work on the Friday morning. As soon as I turned the key, started sweating like bullets, started shaking, like literally shaking like a leaf in the wind, got out of the van. And that's when I just started vomiting in the driveway. And immediately I called dispatch and told them, you're going to have to find me a replacement. I cannot do this today. Do you think it's a matter of time or do you imagine, do you imagine you're no, ever going to be able to do getting, it? I don't think I'm ever going to get back in a cab again because now everybody that gets in my cab, including a little old grandma that's got a purse, how do I know she's not carrying a bomb? Everybody that gets in my cab now with some kind of a bag is going to bring me back to that scene. Wow. Because that gentleman did walk out of his house with a black knapsack on, like a backpack over his shoulder. So I hear some friends have uh, set up a GoFundMe page to kind of, you know, make it a little bit better if you can't work. Uh, yeah, I have a really good friend, Marianne Diekman. I've known her for over 30 years. Um, she has set up the GoFundMe uh, page, and I'm very grateful that she's helping me in that aspect. And there have been some donations already put into that account, which I'm very thankful for all of those people who have tried to support me. But all in all, I just want people to know out there in the public that this happened to me and that if this ever, if anybody would ever be in that situation again, I hope the cops help them because the cops did absolutely nothing for me. Yeah. What do you say? We were talking to a guy who knows a bit about security and he was saying, well, the reason the cops didn't interfere with you was they must have wondered if you were involved in this uh, along with Aaron Driver. And so they had to wait and see. Um, that I don't believe for one minute. I'm like, we're a cab company. The guy had no vehicle. The cops would have known that he had no vehicle because nothing would have been registered under his name. He needed a form of transportation. The only logical thing that's going to get him anywhere to a busy place where he wanted to set this bomb off for mass casualties would have been a cab. There's no bus service in Strathroy. Terry, I wish you well, and we'll make sure people find out about that GoFundMe page because I, I cannot imagine how awful this, this ordeal has been for you.
I, I thank you very much for all your support and all your help. And anytime you guys like to call me back and talk some more, uh, I'm more than happy to do so. Okay, thanks, man. Take care.